is our children's ministry at Grace Bible Church. We desire to partner with parents in helping kids discover and embrace a growing relationship with Christ. Psalm 78.4 says, We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, His power and the wonders that He has done. This verse captures what Grace Kids is all about, sharing with your kids about the Lord, who He is, and how they can have a relationship with Him. We have Sunday morning ministries for infants through fourth graders at both Grace campuses, a weekday preschool, a Bible memory program, plus various events throughout the year geared towards this goal. We can't do this alone. With over 1,000 kids coming through Grace Kids each week, it takes a minimum of 200 trained volunteers who serve in different capacities with various age groups as they share Christ and invest in the next generation. We love and value our volunteers here at Grace Kids. The children's ministry staff and volunteer team want to come alongside your family to help your kids embrace Christ. We have some new things going on that we want you to know about. We hope to partner with you and your family in this endeavor. There are two great forces that influence the life of a child in their walk with Jesus Christ, the church and the family. And when we combine these two forces together, they can have a far greater impact than alone. In a given year, the church has 40 hours to influence the life of a child, yet the family has 3,000 hours. And it is exciting to think about what happens when we combine these two forces together to encourage children to embrace their walk with Jesus Christ. We are excited to introduce a new curriculum for our Sunday morning programs called Orange. Why orange? Well, because God has designed the church to shine a light, to show every generation the glory of God's Son. And God has designed the family to nurture the heart of a generation to love God. These are both primary influences designed by God for a purpose. And when they work together, the yellow light of the church and the red heart of the home, they make orange. Orange curriculum is doctrinally sound, it's relevant, age-appropriate, and teaches God's Word while introducing biblical virtues and life application. We want to use the time that we have with your children each week most effectively, and we want to make resources available to you so that you can be spiritually intentional with your children and the time that you have with them. We hope to come alongside you as you disciple your children helping them to become disciple-makers as they follow Jesus Christ and become leaders for Him. We are in this together, and we couldn't be more excited. On a typical Sunday morning in our early childhood ministry, children will learn that God loves them and He wants to have a relationship with them. Whether through age-appropriate worship in large group, circle time in the classroom, or intentional playtime with their friends, we want to help point them to these truths. Our elementary-aged children will get to take part in praise and worship, engage with skits that go along with the Bible lesson, and hear the word from our Bible teachers in large group time. They will also take part in an intentional small group time with kids of their own age as they are led by their small group leader in discussions and activities to help them apply the spiritual truths they are learning. Children will receive materials for their family to use at home to follow up on what they learned. Our early childhood kids will receive a small talk resource with the Bible lesson, verse, and basic truths, as well as ideas for intentional family time to have throughout the week. 
Our elementary kids will receive a parent cue card. This card has the scripture from the morning, the monthly virtue, the monthly memory verse, as well as questions for parents to ask throughout the week. These take-home tools help to combine the influences of the church and family to impact each child's life. So why orange? Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. This is foundational to all of our ministries at Grace, especially family ministry. This is why we've chosen Orange for Grace Kids, Grapple for Club 56, and Legacy Milestones for our adults so that we can bring the church and family together to make greater impact for Christ in transferring our faith to the next generation. There are five family values of Orange that encourage the partnership of the family and the home. These flow out of Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 7. And the first family value is, imagine the end. The Lord is our God. The Lord is one. We need to focus our priorities on what really matters the most because it's really all about the Lord. Family value number two, fight for the heart. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your might. If you want something to be passed on to the next generation, it must be transferred relationally. That's why we must love the Lord with all of our heart so that in the context of the homes, it gives the relationships value. Family value number three, make it personal. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your heart. Children need to see parents make relational, emotional, and especially spiritual growth a priority in their lives. Mom and dads, our kids are watching us. We have an opportunity to model for them a relationship with Jesus Christ that's real and genuine so that hopefully someday they will begin their own walk with Christ. Family value number four, create a rhythm. Impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you rise up. So as families, we should increase the amount of quality time we spend together so that we can look for those teachable moments to pour into our children. Family value number five, widen the circle. Here, O Israel, parents, we're not in this alone. As we have the opportunity to be intentional in finding spiritual leaders and mentors for our kids. We're excited about kicking off Orange, and we want you and your family to be a part. Imagine what could happen when we combine the influences of the church and the family. When we take the truths we are learning on Sunday mornings and apply them to our lives. We invite you to join us as families, as parents, and as a church as we share Christ with the next generation. We pray expectantly and we look forward to this next year at Grace and we hope that you'll be a part. Good morning. Welcome to Orange Sunday. Now, a lot of you guys are college students, and you are asking yourself, did I take a wrong turn on Highway 290? Did I end up in the wrong town? Here I'm at church on Sunday morning, and they are celebrating the color orange. You may feel a little concerned about that. If you do, you are not alone. Uh, One of our staff members last Sunday was walking the halls of the church and heard a conversation between a mom and her kindergarten son. And as they're walking the hallways, they see all this publicity about orange. Everything is orange, and, and the boy grows really quiet and he grows introspective and then with great concern in his voice he looks up at his mom with big eyes and says 
mom, who is orange? And his mom says, sweetie, I, I don't know who orange is. And, and now the, the boy is really concerned because his mom doesn't know. And so he looks at her again and he says, well, Ma- mom, when is he coming? And his mom said, sweetie, I don't know that either, but he is coming. And sure enough, he has come. It is Orange Sunday. This morning is all about orange. And I want to explain to you what that means. What is your church doing celebrating the color orange? Let me walk you through that. You saw some of it in the video, but let me take you back through those main points. First of all, let's ask, what is orange? What is orange all about? Simple answer, orange is simply a strategy for connecting the home and the church in the task of spiritual multiplication. Orange is a strategy designed to help us raise up our children as the next generation of leaders to reach this world for Jesus Christ. To that end, orange includes a curriculum that our children's ministry is using, but orange is much, much more than just a curriculum. Orange is a mindset. It is a way of thinking about spiritual multiplication, about discipleship. At the beginning of the summer, for you who are here, for you students who were out, Brian and I came and shared with you guys the vision, the mission that God has laid on the hearts of our elders for our church. And that mission is centered on discipleship, on spiritual multiplication. We are called to raise up disciples from all nations to worship Jesus Christ. A disciple is a maturing and worshiping and multiplying follower of Jesus Christ. So we're called to do that. We're called to do spiritual multiplication. Multiplication. But when you look at the statistics, you realize very quickly that the, the most fertile soil for spiritual multiplication is with our kids. That's the fat target for discipleship, our kids. George Barna and his company did a, a huge research poll of America back in 2004 of believers in America, and they found that 77% of believers in America come to faith before their 21st birthday. The vast majority of believers in America embrace Jesus Christ and begin to walk with him while they're still young. Now, that's probably not surprising to you because most of us are part of that number. Most of us came to know and follow the Lord at an early age. As Barna has studied those statistics more and more, he's more recently come to the conclusion that really the moral, spiritual, and relational foundations of people's lives are determined primarily by age 13. If you want to grab a person and direct their hearts and their minds to the Lord Jesus, you got to do it while they're young. That's when you grab hold of their hearts and shape them into followers of Jesus Christ. You got to grab them while they're young. Now that truth is actually taught throughout your Bibles. Throughout your Bibles, turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 6. That's where we're going to be this morning. You heard that earlier, Deuteronomy 6. While you're turning there, let me give you a little background. Deuteronomy was a book given by God to the second generation of Israelites wandering in the wilderness after their redemption from slavery in Egypt. So it's given to the second generation wandering in the wilderness. What happened to the first generation? Pretty much all died. Pretty much all of them died. Why? Because they did not trust God. They would not depend upon God, and so God left them in the wilderness. And now a new generation has grown up, and it's time for them to enter the promised land. It's time for them to experience all of God's blessings, all of his provision that he has for them. So to prepare this new generation to step out in faith and enter the promised land, God gives them Deuteronomy. 
Now, literally, the word Deuteronomy means second law. It is the second telling of the Mosaic law. God is repeating and reaffirming the Mosaic covenant with this new generation of Israelites because he wants them to understand. If you will follow me, if you will follow my covenant law, then I will bless you. I will give you peace and prosperity. So that's what Deuteronomy is about. Let's pick it up in chapter 6, starting in verse 1. Now, this is the commandment, the statutes, and the judgment which the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you, that you might do them in the land where you are going over to possess it, so that you and your son and your grandson might fear the Lord your God, to keep all of his statutes and his commandments which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. O Israel, you should listen and be careful to do it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly, just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you, in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Now let's pause there. Let me ask you, as God gives this command to these adult Israelites, they're grown-up Israelites, as he gives this command to them, where does God want them to focus their ministry? Okay, they're, they're called to raise up disciples just like we are. What is supposed to be the center or the focus of their ministry in this world? Did you catch it? Right at the beginning of the passage and the end of the passage. Your sons and your grandsons, your kids, Now, God cares about the rest of the world, all the Gentiles. They were to be lights to the Gentiles. They were to turn the hearts of the Gentiles to God. But it had to start in their own homes. To reach the world for Christ, they had to start in their own homes with their own kids. They had to raise up their kids to know and love and follow the Lord. That was central. That was essential to the health of the nation of Israel. Their highest ministry priority in life was to reach their own children. God wanted the Israelites to understand a truth that is it's true for all nations at all times. As the children go, so the nation goes. That is always true, especially true of God's covenant people, the Israelites. As the children go, so the nation goes. If the nation of Israel was to avoid the mistakes and judgment of their past, they had to reach their kids. They had to raise up their kids to know and love and follow the Lord. It was absolutely essential. Now, the rest of the Old Testament validates that truth right there. That as the, as the kids go, so the nation goes. The rest of the Old Testament validates that, usually from the negative perspective. Okay, so this new generation, they march into the promised land, they conquer it through the leadership of Joshua, and after the time of Joshua, we enter a period of biblical history that's really dark. What's it called? Judges. Okay, right after Joshua, Judges. And Judges is summarized in one line. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Everyone ran after his sinful desires. And so God stepped in and God would judge a sinful generation of Israelites. He would bring punishment upon them. And then in misery, they would call out to God and they would repent. And God would step in and deliver them from their oppression. And then what would they do? They would forget God. Literally, that's what the text says. They would forget 
They would forget what God had done in delivering them. They would forget to pass on those lessons to their children. And then one generation later, their children would run right back into the same sins of the fathers. Generation after generation experiencing sin, judgment, and misery because each generation failed to disciple their children. They failed to grow their children into followers of the Lord. You see that same pattern repeated in the next phase of biblical history. So we've got the judges, then we've got the kings. Got a lot of kings, most of them are bad, but a few of them are really good. Guys like David and Hezekiah and Josiah, really, really good guys, loyal to the Lord. But in almost every case, a good king was followed by a rebellious son. His son rebelled against the Lord and led the nation back into idolatry and immorality. Look at Hezekiah, incredibly loyal king, really honors the Lord with his faith. Who followed Hezekiah? His son Manasseh who was exactly the opposite of his father. Manasseh rebuilt the altars to Baal and Asherah. He led the nation back into the idolatry and immorality that his father had fought so hard against. Now, let me be really clear about one thing. Parents, none of us can control whether our children rebel or not. Sometimes the very best parents who do the best job of discipleship still have children who who rebel and disobey. You can't control that, but that wasn't Hezekiah's issue. Hezekiah's issue was he didn't even try. If you read the story of Hezekiah, you'll see he had a shocking lack of care for the spiritual development of his children. Because he failed to disciple his son, the entire nation was led back into idolatry and immorality. All the spiritual gains of Hezekiah's generation wiped out in 20 years because he didn't disciple his son. That is exactly the greatest threat for our church. The greatest threat for Grace Bible Church is that we will not raise up our children to know and love and follow the Lord. Because if we don't, then we as a church are going to fade away. No matter what good things we do as a church in the past or in the present, we have no future if we don't raise up our children to know and love and follow the Lord. I love how how Brian puts it. Any church is only a half generation away from extinction. Any church, even the biggest church, the strongest church, the most popular church, the most effective church, is exactly a half generation away from extinction. Half generation, that's 20 years. That's how long it takes for the current leadership, the current decision makers to retire or die. And the next ones come and take their place. And if that new generation has not been discipled to know and follow and love the Lord, then the church is doomed. That's the greatest threat that Grace Bible Church faces. It is essential that we disciple our children, the children of Grace Bible Church, the youth of Grace Bible Church, that we invest our lives into them and train them up to know and follow and love the Lord. That is essential for the survival and health of Grace Bible Church. And that is what Orange is all about. Orange is a strategy designed to help us as a church disciple the children of this church to know and love and follow the Lord Jesus. So that's why we chose Orange, but now the really important question, okay, you like the strategy I just shared, but why did we pick the color orange? Really, that's that's a great strategy. It's laid out in Deuteronomy, but Deuteronomy doesn't mention orange, so why did we pick that color? Um, Well, 
to be honest, we didn't have a choice. (laughs) The people who put together these books and these resources for our children's ministry, they chose the color orange. We had to go with it. But here's why they chose the color orange. There's there's a really strategic reason why they chose the color orange. These authors have been uh, publishing books for children's ministries for, for decades, for a long, long time. And all this time, they're writing books for churches. They're writing books for children's ministries. And, and they look at their research, they look at their statistics, and they realize the most important place for discipling our children is not the church, it's the home. If we want to raise up these children to become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ, it is not enough to just write books for churches because it's got to happen in the home. Look with me again at Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Look again at verse 7. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Okay, so as as God gives this command to the Israelites to disciple their children, where is that discipleship to happen? In the tabernacle? No. In the school? No. In the church? No. At home. The home is the primary context for spiritual multiplication. That's the place where we raise up our children to follow Jesus Christ. Parents, we are the primary disciplers of our children, not the church. It's us. I don't know if you caught the statistics that Jason laid out in the video. He covered them really fast. When you look at it, our kids are here at church for about 40 hours a year. 40 hours a year. That is not nearly enough time to raise up our children to become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. You can't do discipleship in 40 hours a year. In contrast, parents, we have our kids for like 3,000 hours a year. Some of you moms who have been stuck in the house with your kids all summer, you know this is true. We have lots and lots and lots of time with our kids, sometimes more than we would like to have. We have the time. So we parents, we have to be the ones who are focused on the discipleship of our children. If we as a church are focusing on discipleship only in our children's ministry, only on that one hour a Sunday we have, then we will fail. Because you cannot disciple a kid in 40 hours a year. Orange is designed to help the church partner with the home, help the church partner with the family. The reason they chose this color is because they recognize the church. We as a church are designed to be like a a yellow light bulb of truth, to reveal the truth of God's word to families, to singles, to college students, to the entire world. We're the light bulb of truth. The family is is the heart of relationship. The family is where children are loved. The family is where children build their bonds. That's a place where they have time and space to really grow with their parents. What you have to do is combine these two resources. Combine the yellow light bulb of the church with the red warm heart of the family. You bring yellow and red together and what do you get? You get orange. So that's the reason that we're orange this morning. Because we're trying to partner the church and the family to reach our children for Jesus Christ. So in that orange partnership, church and family together, we parents, what do we bring to the table in that partnership? We've got time. We've got time in relationships with our kids. That's our primary thing in this partnership is time and and relationships. We have these deep relationships with our kids. How about the church? What is the church's part in this partnership? Well, it's primarily resources. 
That's kind of the new thing that we're going to try to do here at Grace Bible Church. Rather than just teach your kids, our goal, our new goal is to resource you to teach your kids. That's really what children's ministry is about, is equipping and training us as parents to be the primary disciplers for our children. So now that we're entering into this new era of our church where we're doing this whole orange thing, we are going to begin to resource you parents. Orange is not just books and resources for your kids on Sunday mornings. It includes handouts and online resources and training videos and stuff for you parents to equip you week by week to be the primary sharers of the faith with your kids. So the church is here primarily to resource us parents. It's also here to reinforce us as parents. Ideally, our kids are hearing the same biblical truths, the same worldview that is oriented around Jesus seven days a week. Not just on Sundays, not just Monday through Saturday, but seven days a week, our kids are hearing the same truths. So we commit to you guys, starting September 4th, when we begin into this orange thing, parents, you are going to begin to hear every week what your children are learning on Sundays at church. We commit to you. We're going to tell you what your kids are learning so that from Sunday to the following Sunday, you can reinforce those truths at home. You can talk to your kids about what they're studying in Scripture. You can talk to them about the truths they're learning, about the applications they're being challenged to practice. You can go over their memory verse for them. That way, seven days a week, our kids are hearing the same thing. That's how discipleship happens. Seven days a week, investing the same biblical truths over and over again into the hearts of our kids. Okay, so that's why the color orange was chosen. So we are here to partner the church and the family in the strategic task of raising up the next generation of leaders to reach this world for Jesus Christ among our kids, among our children and youth. That's what orange is about. Now let's get down to some application. What does it mean to do orange, to live out orange? What does orange mean to you? I recognize many of you are college students in this room. You do not have kids yet. So what does orange mean for you? Well, here is orange for all of us. This is what orange means for all of us in this room. A couple things. First of all, orange is about us. It is about our walk with the Lord. How do you live out orange? First and foremost, you personally walk with the Lord. Look again at the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6. Look at verse 4. Okay, right before we get to the command for parents to pass on biblical truths to their kids, look what God says before that. Verse 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. Before God gets to the part of telling parents, go disciple your kids, he says, parents, it starts with you. Adults, all of you adults, whether you have kids or not, it starts with us. We have to follow the Lord first. We have to know the Lord and love the Lord and obey the Lord. That's the only way our kids are going to come to follow the Lord. In other words, you can't pass on to your kids what you don't already possess. If you don't have a vibrant, joyful, obedient walk with the Lord, then you can't raise your kids to have one either. You've got to possess it first. It starts with us. And again, this isn't just for parents. This is for all of us as a body, all of us, college students included. We need to walk with the Lord. Why? Because the kids of this church are watching us. They see our hypocrisy. When we don't walk with the Lord, they know it. They observe it. It affects them. We need to be walking faithfully with the Lord, joyfully and passionately following Jesus Christ so our kids can see that. They learn primarily by example. 
Paul put it this way in the New Testament. He was challenging the churches under his care. And he said to them, imitate me as I imitate Christ. What a great thing to be able to say. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Our prayer for every single person in this room, whether you're a parent or not, is that you can look in the eyes of a child in the foyer and say, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Imitate us as we imitate Christ. Children learn by example. So first and foremost, to live out orange means that we are personally following the Lord, that we love and are growing in our relationship with God. That's the first thing that orange means for us. The second thing is that orange takes all of us. Orange is a communal thing, a community thing. Hillary Clinton is famous for saying it takes a village to raise a child. That sentiment is actually very biblical, but the location is wrong. It doesn't take a village, it takes a body, a church. It takes a church to raise a child. That's how God designed it. Parents, you're not alone. God never designed the spiritual life where the parents are the only ones passing on the faith to their kids. No, it's the whole body. All of us together pursuing maturity as a body, that's how we raise up the children of this church to know and follow the Lord. For that reason, you who don't have kids, you're not excused from orange. We need you to join us in this orange thing. For you college students, let me ask you, where are our kids going to learn that it is cool to follow Christ if not from you? They're not going to learn it from us. Let me promise you, kids are not going to learn from their parents that it is cool to follow Christ. That's impossible. I can't teach that to my kids. I need you. I need you to be a a big brother or a big sister to my kids that shows them that it's awesome to follow Christ, that there is joy and passion and excitement in living a life that is honoring to God. Please, college students, we need you. This is not a church where students and families are putting competition with one another. At this church, we are in partnership with one another, working together to raise up the next generation of leaders to reach this world for Christ. College students, we need you desperately. We love you, but we need you too. And for those of you who are older singles here or your married couple who who hasn't been able to have a child yet, or maybe you're empty nesters, your kids have moved out, we need you too. We need you to join us in Orange as well. Maybe you could be that cool aunt or uncle that our kids really need. Maybe you could be that cool spiritual grandparent that our kids really need. There's a a lot of kids in this church that for one reason or another, uh, they don't have both a a mom and a dad who loves them and is leading them to know the Lord. Or maybe they, they don't have grandparents or they don't have other people in their genetic family leading them to follow Christ. Maybe you can step in. Maybe you can be that influence in a child's life, a child who doesn't belong to you, but that you can be this positive source of light in their life. That's what I love about the body of Christ. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but in the body of the Christ, faith runs deeper than blood. You can be a positive influence in the life of a child who is not your own because we're a body, the body of Christ. So whether you're a parent or not, please join us. Please share in this together. We're all in this together. Because the health and and strength of Grace Bible Church and of the church worldwide stands or falls on our ability to raise up the next generation of leaders to reach this world for Christ. We've got to disciple our kids. Now, how exactly do we do that? Let's get concrete. Let's get practical and specific. I want to walk you guys through some specific things that we can be doing together to disciple our children. And to do that, I want to start with a video. So one more video to walk you through some of the opportunities there are at Grace to disciple the heart of a child. 
In Deuteronomy 6-7, Moses speaks to the Israelites saying, Impress them, meaning the commands of God on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. We want to do the same for our children. And one of the ways that we can do this is to have spiritual conversations daily in our homes so that our children learn the importance of having an everyday kind of faith. The more intentional we are about having spiritual conversations, the more opportunities we create to allow God to work in the lives of our families. Orange focuses on four distinct times throughout the day that families can leverage to build the faith of their children. Morning time, when you get up. Morning time is a fresh start to each day. Whether family eats breakfast together or not, this can be a time for the parent to take part in helping to give a sense of value and instill purpose in the hearts of their children. Just a few encouraging words, spoken or written, can go a long way as a child gets ready to encounter a new day. Drive time, when you walk along the road. During drive time, Parents can initiate informal dialogue to help their children interpret life. Drive time can be a time to listen, ask questions, insert wisdom, and help a child continue to learn how to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. Meal time, when you sit at home. During meal time, parents can have focused discussions with their children to help establish core values, have focused conversations, and help lead their children in a specific truth in a relational and interactive context. And finally, bedtime, when you lie down. Bedtime provides the opportunity for parents to have intimate conversations to listen to the heart of their children. This is also a time for parents to have conversations with God, allowing their children to catch a glimpse of their relationship with God. Consider being intentional in just a few of these times. Start to create a rhythm in your family and see what happens. We can't wait to hear about the intentional times that are created within your family. Orange is a web-based curriculum. That means we have access to all of their resources and can put them on our website. By having these tools available online, Families will be able to access these resources from their own homes. Go to the GRACE website, click on the children's page, and look for Orange Resources. There you will see our early childhood curriculum and our elementary curriculum. Click on the resources you want, download and print, and you're ready to go. We are really excited about having these resources available online, and we hope you'll take part in them and use them at home with your families. Together, we can help children discover and embrace a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. We are excited about using Orange, but for this to become a reality, we need people who are willing to lead, serve, and pour into the lives of our kids. Whether you're a parent, a grandparent, a college student, or someone who just loves kids, Become a volunteer in children's ministry and be a part of what's going on here at Grace. Our ministry wouldn't be what it is without our volunteers. We consider it a joy and a privilege to serve alongside those who choose to invest in the lives of our kids. 
We want to train, equip, and encourage each of these volunteers as they serve. And we believe that each of these volunteers plays a part in helping kids discover and embrace a growing relationship with Christ. You can serve in our early childhood with infants through four-year-olds or in our elementary program with kindergartners through fourth graders. There are a variety of areas with different levels of commitment and we'll help you find the place that best fits you. We have opportunities for our large group leaders, from Bible teachers who will teach these kids the Word of God during our large group time, to worship leaders who will lead our kids through a time of praise and worship, to our tech team who will run our audio and video equipment. Have a sense of humor and like to make people laugh? We need people who are willing to serve on our drama teams. There are also opportunities for small group time as well. We need small group leaders who will be the primary model and teacher for a small group of kids as they encourage their spiritual growth through building relationships, leading discussions, and facilitating small group activities. Also, you could come be a part of our setup team and help us set up our check-in system for Sunday mornings. Or, if you have a little time during the week and you'd like to help them, we would love for you to come be a part of our prep team to make sure that supplies are ready to go for Sundays. One of the neat aspects of Orange is that it allows people to serve within their giftings. And as we work together, the Lord can use us to help share about Him with our kids. But we need help. We need you to accomplish this. Each person plays a special and much-needed part in helping share Christ with these kids. We'd love for you to consider joining us in what God is doing in children's ministry here at Grace. Please stop by the table in the foyer, pick up an application, and talk to our staff. We can't wait to see you and serve with you soon. We hope you'll say yes to Grace Kids. Say yes to helping learn more about the Bible. Say yes to singing songs and dancing with me. Say yes to playing trucks with me. Say yes to helping me love others. Say yes to leading me at Grace Bible Church. Say yes to eating air crackers with me. (laughs) (laughs) Say yes to being there on Sundays and being our small group leader. Seriously, how can you not say yes to that? So now that I've got you, (laughs) let me walk you through a few specific things that we would ask you guys to do as part of the body here at Grace Bible Church. Um, First and foremost, let me ask you guys, will you commit to pray for our kids? Will you commit to pray for our kids? Um, one of the dangers of, of the message that I've given this morning is that it's very focused on what we bring to the table, on our responsibility to disciple our kids. And it could mislead you into thinking that our kids' spiritual development is all about the time that we put in and our skills and our coolness and all of that. Well, it's not. The most important person in the spiritual development of our kids is not us. It's God. I love how it's put in Psalm 127.1. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. Most important thing for us to do if we really care about our kids is to pray for them. 
So please pray for the children of Grace Bible Church. If, even if you're not a parent, please pray for our kids. Please pray that God would watch over them and protect them from the evil one. Pray that God would lead our children to, to know and embrace the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Pray that our kids would come to love Jesus and obey Jesus. Pray that God would grow our kids and our youth to be fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ for a lifetime. Please join with us by praying for our kids. Uh, second, Please, parents, prepare. You may have noticed in the video, Jason talked about these strategic times we have during the day. Uh, when you wake up early in the morning at breakfast or drive time or dinner time or bedtime, we have these moments as parents where we can invest into our children, where we can teach them about what they're learning in the word of God. And, and to u- make full use of those times, we've got to prepare ahead of time. And so like I said, uh, we as a church are committing to resource you as parents to disciple your kids. So let me just walk you back through the practical steps on that. If you have a child who is uh, anywhere from a toddler to a fourth grader, they will be going through the the actual Orange curriculum. The book's called Orange. And as they go through it, they will be bringing home to you a resource card. So each week, your child is going to come home with something like this. Actually, for the toddlers to four-year-olds, they can't go real fast through these biblical truths, so they'll get one card a month. Your kindergartners through fourth graders will get one card a week. They'll bring these cards home to you. You can put them up on your refrigerator. They include the memory verse of the week. They include the key biblical truths and passages. And then on the back side, they give you some questions that we as parents can be asking our kids to help them to, to take that truth deeper and to begin to live it out and own it throughout the week. Okay, so as these kids bring these cards home, use them. Look over them so that you can really lead your kids closer to the Lord. Now, if you have a child who is a fifth or sixth grader, um, he was probably here today. You may have noticed the Club 56ers taking our offertory. That was great of them. Uh, Fifth and sixth graders are in Club 56, and they're going through a curriculum similar to Orange. It's called Grapple. And similar to Orange, they have resources for us as parents. Starting in a couple weeks, you parents of Club 56ers, you're going to start getting an email like this from Dusty Davis each week. Make sure it doesn't go to your spam filter. This email will walk you through the the key scriptural passages, the key themes and ideas that your kids are learning at church on Sundays. So look over that email and talk to your kids about what they're learning throughout the week. If you have a junior hire, junior hires are going through essentials this year. Good news, you just went through it. That was what this summer was about. We as a body just went through essentials. So now you can help lead your child through essentials. So as your junior hire goes through the essentials packet, talk to them. As you're sitting at dinner, ask them what they're learning. What questions do they have? What are they wrestling with? Who at school can they share this with? Now, if you missed any of the essentials lessons, uh, you can get an essentials packet in the office or you can download it from the website. And all of our sermons walking you through the essentials material are online now along with our, our pastor's notes and PowerPoint. You can go there and get equipped as a parent so that you can lead these conversations with your junior hire. If you have a high schooler, high schoolers are going to be going through the book of Ruth this year. Good news, so are we adults. Most adult Bible studies this semester are going to go through Ruth also. So if you're not part of a small group Bible study already and you're a parent of a high schooler, I encourage you to join a men's or women's Bible study so that you can study Ruth at the same time that your high schooler is studying Ruth. That way you can talk about what you're learning. You can share with each other as the Lord takes you both deeper in your faith. So parents, commit to prepare ahead of time to have these great conversations with your kids that can lead them deeper into their faith.
So pray and prepare. And finally, third thing I challenge us all to do is participate. If the Lord has tugged on your heart this morning to participate in what he is doing among the kids or youth at Grace Bible Church, let me encourage you to, to join in, to sign up. Now to do that, there is a orange form in your bulletin. You can pull that out now. Uh, this is how you sign up for any of the opportunities here. Uh, at the top, you're going to put your name and phone number and email. If you're interested in children's ministry, check one of the boxes. It's lots of boxes. They detail every option. And so choose something that fits your gifting and your personality whether it's leading worship or leading a small group or setting up the room, whatever it might be, check one of those boxes and then you're going to put this form in one of the orange buckets that'll be by the door on your way out. Again, college students, we'd love to have you help us out with this as well. If you prefer to be involved with the Club 56 or so fifth and sixth graders, fill out the top of the form and then under the email line, write the word Club 56. Club 56, and put it in the bucket, and that will be given to Dusty Davis. He'll contact you about serving with our fifth and sixth graders. If you feel drawn to older students, if you'd prefer to volunteer with junior higher or high schoolers, then just under the email line, write youth. Just write the word youth. Put it in the orange bucket, and youth ministry will contact you ASAP about getting involved with junior hires or high schoolers. That'd be a really strategic one for you college students. Uh, By junior high and high school, kids are listening to us less and less. They need to hear from you. So please, if the Lord is tugging on your heart, sign up, fill out one of these forms. If you have any questions about this, there are tables that are orange in the middle of the foyer. Go ask someone wearing one of these t-shirts your question. They'll help you get involved so that you can participate in what God is doing among the kids and youth here at Grace Bible Church. Well, let me close by leaving you with the big picture. This is the goal. This is what God wants to do here at Grace Bible Church. It's summarized by David in Psalm 145. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. That's what God wants to be true here at Grace Bible Church. He wants us, the adults in the room, college students included, he wants us to share his greatness, his goodness with the children, with the next generation, so that they will come to know, love, and obey the Lord. Let's pray that God will do that here at Grace. Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for that you are a God who loves children. We thank you that when you sent your son Jesus to earth, though he had uh, the most important task that any person has ever had in the history of the human race, he was never too busy for children. We thank you that he welcomed children, that he loved children, that he blessed children. Lord, we know that that is a reflection of your heart. Father, we thank you that you love our children even more than we do. We thank you that they are in your hands and that you are watching over them. We pray that you would protect them. We pray that you would draw them to know Jesus and to follow him. We pray that you would build in the heart of each child and each youth here, Lord, a passion to know you and to walk with you all the days of their lives. And Father, we pray for us in this room. We pray that you would help us to be faithful. Help us, Lord, to love you. Help us to walk faithfully, Lord. We, we confess, whether we're parents or not, we know the children of this church are watching us. Help us to live appropriately, Lord. Help us to be great examples. I pray that for every one of us in this room, we could truly turn to a child in the foyer and say, imitate me as I imitate Christ, that it would be true. Father, I pray that you would help us to take care of the children here, to disciple them, to pass on our faith to them. Please equip us and enable us through the infinite power of your Holy Spirit and all for the glory of your worthy son, Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. God bless you guys. See you next week.